Welcome to the Almost Daily Podcast. This is episode 257. I want you to know, you really can eat what you want. One of the things that I'm really, really starting to push, because I think big picture, long term, it's going to provide a tremendous amount of help to a tremendous amount of people, and it's going to give them a lot more, it's going to free up a lot of uh, of mental space and energy, is just letting you know, um, you can eat what you want. And I understand that maybe for some people their entire life, they've gone to food for comfort, they've gone to food for coping, and they've gone for, you know, a a number of different reasons, and they've overeaten, and they feel like they can't control, they can't get it under control and they feel like they have to track everything and if they're tracking it it has to be there's some measurement that they're using that's that's you know labeling the food good and bad and I want a couple of things one I know that people have certain foods a lot of people will call them trigger foods again I'm very it's funny I don't know why I get so hyped up about people using what would be considered, or at least I consider, and I could be completely wrong, uh, clinical terms in day-to-day life uh, without being diagnosed. If you're diagnosed and somebody says, hey, these are trigger, and, and the medical professional tells you, hey, these are trigger foods for you, cool, call them trigger foods all day long if you want. Um, you know, But if you have not been diagnosed, are there going to be foods that you should not eat Yes. Like if, if you feel at this moment, it doesn't mean it's always going to be this way, by the way, if you feel at this moment that you can't limit the amount of food that you're eating or the limit, the amount that you're eating of of a given food, you should not eat, eat it. If you're trying to lose weight or feel better, if that, if you eat so much of something that it makes you feel sick, you need to either a figure out a way to scale that way back, um, or eliminate eating it completely for right now. Now, what you also have to remove is any guilt of if you do decide to end up eating it, because the thing is, is even though it seems like these are going to be lifelong, and the and the thoughts I think will always be there. Okay, so you're always going to feel like you have to eat whatever that item is. Um, perfect example of this for me, like I don't buy golden Oreos because if they're in the house, I, I could give me a glass of milk, which interesting. We only buy the, um, the almond cashew milk blend right now. So I may not even have this, this, uh, this thing creep up the next time I do buy golden Oreos, but you know, I don't buy them because I will eat a trim, like I could eat rows of golden Oreos, give me a glass of milk and a pack of Oreos and I'm going to be happy for 15 minutes. I'm going to feel like garbage for the the next three to four hours. But for those 15 minutes, man. Yeah. Um, but that illustrates something too. If you notice is like, I have that feeling after I, I overeat and what I've removed, because this wasn't always the case, but what I've really been able to override is that thought of, because I feel like crap, I'm doing awful. And it's just, it, it is a consequence of eating a food that was engineered for me to eat way more 
of it than I wanted to. And I ate so much of it, and there's so much processed stuff in it, that I feel like garbage. Does it mean I failed as a as somebody trying to live a fit, active lifestyle? I mean, if you're looking at your your active life as every single decision is under a microscope, then I see where you could could look at it that way. But I will also tell you, after looking at it that way in my own life for years, that's very exhausting. And there's another way of doing it, which is saying, yeah, I eat these Oreos. I probably don't want to do this all that often. Or I, don't, I don't want to really do this in the near future. So I'm not going to eat the Oreos. So like, that's one food. Again, like I don't buy them because of how many I eat. Does that mean I'm never going to eat golden Oreos? No, I could go and buy the the snack sleeve of them if I wanted. Or, you know, if I decide that like on a Saturday, I want to have that 15 minutes of bliss or on a Tuesday afternoon or whatever, and I'm going to eat some Oreos and milk, I'm going to eat some Oreos and milk. The thing is, is I'm not going to beat myself up about eating them afterwards. And I'm certainly not going to jump on the scale to reinforce, you know, that all oh, eating this was a bad decision. And so everybody's going to have those foods. And I'm trying to think of some other ones for me. Pizza was one for me for a long time. Um, because I could order a pizza and eat the entire thing. I, I still could. Um, you know, now I try to, I, I like going to Dewey's Pizza. I love Dewey's Pizza. And I'll eat it with a fork and knife. And I don't get, I don't eat nearly as much. I mean, I could still probably eat three to four slices of pizza, which is half a pizza, but I also can limit myself to two. Um, you know, I just, I eat it with a fork and knife. And then, you know, there was a, I'm trying to think, cause we did get one of the chain pizzas, um, a couple weeks ago where it was like, it was a Sunday and we just, um, we ordered pizza we had some two liters of soda and, um, it was when the WWE was, was doing their pay-per-view. So it was like Sunday. It was a pay-per-view Sunday. We had pizza, had the pay-per-view on. And then like, I didn't eat nearly as much as I, you know, I ate not even, I didn't even eat half a pizza. I probably had three slices. It was a victory. Like I was cool with that. I didn't feel like crap really afterwards. So like, but for the longest time I wouldn't eat pizza. Because of, you know, I would have, and previously, you know, I would always eat pizza. And, like, I would eat a, a tremendous amount. I mean, when I used to run regularly, so we're going way back, like 2004, um, you know, I would finish up on Saturday in the park that I would run at. When I was uh, coming home, like, I would pass a Donato. So I would get the chicken mariachi. And I would crush the entire thing because I just ran, man. Earned it. Earned those calories. But, you know, like, I, I always enjoyed pizza. I just, I haven't completely written it off my life, you know. It, it, bring it back. Um, I'm trying to think. What are some other things? Uh, I guess regular soda is something that uh, is still kind of banned, quote-unquote, with me. Or like, I don't drink it. But I don't drink it because, to me, if I want a soda, diet soda is enough of a substitute. But, yeah, I used to drink regular sodas all the time when I was a kid. I mean, up until probably 15, 16 years old, you know, I was, and I told you guys, I was aware of my weight being an issue when I, right before I turned 15, but I didn't change anything right away, but 
But the one change I did make while I was still in high school, I remember, was I started drinking diet soda and diet sna- and diet tea, diet Snapple, over um, over regular soft drinks. And I think I've had, I think I've had Coke, like regular Coca Cola. Oh man, probably not even a handful of times in the last ten years. And I, I don't think I could finish it. It was too sweet. So like that's never coming back. But, um, so everybody's going to have the foods that, that, you know, they're, they can, they, they find very, very difficult to stop overindulging. Um, another one for me is chocolate chip cookies. I love chocolate chip cookies, especially if you're putting like walnuts and pecans on them. Oh my gosh. Now could make an entire batch of cookies at home and I could crush an entire plate. And I've done that many a times, you know, like on football Sundays. That was the thing for the longest time is like, I, you know, we'd watch football either here or I'd go to, you know, someone's house and watch it and bring food and eat so much food that, and watch football all day to the point of where like at the end of the day, you're like, you know, you've eaten too much, but you're also like, man, that was, that was kind of fun. I don't do that as much now. But one of the things that I used to do is I would make cookies and I could crush an entire plate of cookies. So how do you handle that now? Well, I will go when we're out and about, like I'll go to a bakery and get a large chocolate chip cookie and it's probably four to 500 calories, but it's not, um, you know, it's not 120 calories times 24. So, you know, like it's, it's the trade-off, but I, I, the biggest thing is I don't have guilt around the food choices that I make. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this thing now where yesterday I I, really all weekend, we were very busy and I go back and forth with tracking food personally. Um, and whereas I see, okay, it can help you limit the amount of calories that you consume. Uh, the thing for me is that for, that does bring back some memories for me of, yes, I got down to the lowest weight that I ever was. I was eating Taco Bell. I was losing weight. It's so much easier to track food now than it was when I was doing this in college, when I was writing it all down on a notepad that you're like, well, it just takes seconds. It just takes a few seconds to put your food into my fitness pal. And I think my fitness pal is a great tool. And I think while you're trying to really build this as a lifelong sustainable lifestyle for you, you should track food in the beginning. And I don't know how long that should be. I would say for at least at least a couple weeks, just to get an idea of, you know, how much it is that you eat. But I also look at it, I'm like, okay, if I look at my life right now, I've got a pretty good routine going where in the morning, I, I don't eat much until after I work out. I don't really have a meal. Now, I will, again, like I have little mini options. Like I have these little mini options that I kind of, you know, just keep stored in the back of my mind. That, okay, if I'm hungry and I need something quick right now, give me a piece of fruit. It's usually either an apple sliced up or a banana um, and two jo- dark chocolate squares. And just like I talked about on the Instagram TV video the other day, uh, it's basically just, it's about 200 calories. That's a, that's an automatic go-to snack for me. And I have my coffee in the morning and I start drinking my water 
And as I'm doing, it's funny because like now every time I bring up my water, I always look at it when I'm talking to you and I just, you know, got to take a drink. So hold on. So I do that and then it's like, okay, cool. Then I'll do my workout. And what do I have after I work out? I make a protein shake without the protein powder, which is usually, uh, it's, it's going to be fruit. It's going to be the almond cashew milk blend, some Greek yogurt, some peanut butter powder, and it gets me over 30 grams of protein. That's pretty much my breakfast. And, you know, if I wanted to have, like, I, and I, I have other options. If I wanted an avocado and bacon for breakfast, I would totally do that before a workout. And then I could have the shake afterwards. Or what I'm, you know, what I like to do now is around lunchtime, I like to have a big salad. Now that might be, got cut off there for just a moment because my alarm was going off. I always get up earlier than my alarm. So I think where, where I was on that was, um, for lunch lately, I've been making salads. And so if you put all this together and you say, okay, on your, your typical day, you're probably going to have a protein shake for breakfast at some point. You'll either have not eaten before breakfast and, you know, just have coffee before your workout, or you will have had a piece of fruit and some chocolate squares. You'll be drinking water throughout the day, which I, I try to get a, a, I've got that 68 ounce water bottle. I like getting one of those down before lunch if I can. And then if I can get the second one down through the, out the rest of the day that gets me a fair amount of water and then you know for dinner if I've been if I've had my protein shake if I've been drinking my water all day dinner could be whatever I want it to be now the thing is is if I'm making dinner at home it's usually calorie wise it's going to be a lot less than what you're going to get at a restaurant so cool like and I do different things like I make basically the chipotle men the chipotle menu I um I just can make it home now. <laughs> burritos, burrito bowls, tacos, soft tacos, hard tacos, whatever. Quesadillas if I really want one. Like just make them. Cool, why not? Saves you a tr- saves you a pretty decent amount of calories. I think uh the calorie count on the burrito when I totaled it up was about two thirds of what it was at the restaurant. So it's funny because this weekend we ended up going to one of the wasn't Chipotle, it was another one. But I, I just like it, the the excitement of going, because you know what it's like when you're like, yeah, I'm getting my burrito bowl or whatever. Like, it just wasn't there because I'm thinking I could make this at home, um, which is good, by the way. So then something else I do is I'll do barbecue, just make barbecue in the, just put something in the crock pot, put some barbecue sauce with it after I've drained everything out. Um, or I'll do a steakhouse type thing. Or if I want, I, I was on a, I was on a pasta. It was a pasta type kick for a while or for about a week, week and a half. So for dinner, like I would do penne pasta and I would do meatballs and saw and, um, pasta sauce. And I got the La Rosa stuff. So I was keeping it real to my, my, uh, greater Cincinnati roots. Uh, but then like that went from pasta to, instead of that, let's just get a couple slices of garlic bread instead of the pasta. Cause calorie wise, it's going to be about the same. And then just put the meatballs on that and some sauce and some cheese and make it an open face meatball sandwich. And so that was big for like a week. But the point is, is if my breakfast and lunch routines around food are pretty much the same and they're not a tremendous amount of calories and then I just want some flexibility with dinner, you know, I don't need to track. And then everything that I eat from a, a like, it's all on plan. Everything is on plan. If I decide that I want to have a bag of almond M&Ms and they're 200 calories, 
I decided to eat those. They're on plan because my plan is for the rest of my life. I don't just say that, okay, this is on when I want it to be on. I just say I'm eating this. It's part of my plan. Now, you start feeling like garbage day after day. You know, you tighten some things up. It doesn't mean that you're failing at anything. And I think, you know, once once you say that you can eat anything you want, yes, you'll go through an initial, you may, you very well could go through an initial phase there where you're just eating whatever it is constantly, but you work your way through that. And then all of a sudden, it's not as appetizing anymore. I like carrot cake. I couldn't eat carrot, at, at this point, like... I think if I was, well, I remember because we ended up getting a carrot cake from the Cheesecake Factory once, like an entire cake. And I feel like for two weeks, um, my wife and I kept trying to eat this thing and it kept, I swear this thing was growing cake, which was, which is phenomenal. Like if you're eating cake and you feel like it's not really getting eaten, like it's like, it's got some sort of regrowth thing going on. Um, but not like in a moldy way, like in a here to have some more cake way, um, after that two weeks, like I had no desire to eat that. And she still, she was like, she won't eat carrot cake now. She used to love it. And she's like, you've ruined it for me because we had that one cake for, you know, and we were eating it every day. So the thing is, even if you like to eat something, even if it's something that on the weekends, when you have your cheat day, you're, uh, you're eating it all the time. I can tell you that if you were trying to eat that throughout the week, you would burn yourself out of it. And you would want to move on to something else. So, you know, that's why you end up finding a handful of foods that are your staple items. And you come back to those and you can eat them on a daily basis. Like, I eat dark chocolate um, whenever it is that I want something sweet. Like I said before, I'll, I'll pair it with fruit. Because if you look at it from a, a macro breakdown, it's actually more of a fat than it is a, a carb. So I'll mix the... I'll put two squares of dark chocolate with a piece of fruit and that's a nice snack for me. But I don't get as excited about eating chocolate as I used to. Like it's just kind of a utility food for me. Uh, Same with the shakes. I think the shakes I make taste great. I love making them without protein powder. You don't get that nasty aftertaste thing going on. Um, They taste good. And I can even make a a protein milkshake if I want. Instead of the Greek yogurt, I just put a scoop of uh, the churned ice cream in. And that gives me a milkshake with 20 grams of protein in it. Are you kidding me? That tastes like a milkshake, not like a diet milkshake. Okay. Um, you know, so you get these, you get these kind of, um, you, you just get these almost utility foods. That's what they are. Like you have this rotation of stuff that you eat all the time and then you eat just enough of the stuff outside of that to keep yourself you know, sane and and on track and focused, not really sane, you keep yourself focused. And I think a lot of people also, they feel like when they're eating, if what they're eating is, is something that's just going to like, basically take care of that craving, and they're going to be able to get back to the regular, you know, to what their utility foods are, whether that maybe it takes them a couple days to do that. Maybe it takes them a week, but they, they start equating the fact that they ate something to them failing. And that's just wrong. Like it's just the wrong way of thinking about it because it's exhausting. (laughs) Again, I've been there and you know, as I will always tell you until I'm blue in the face, if you, I'm not saying any of this stuff is easy. And if you think it's something that is, has such a, 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 has a much stronger hold on you and you think 
getting professional counseling would help. Get the professional counseling. Talk to your doctor. Go through the the proper channels to talk to somebody about that because it, it is a serious, serious thing for a lot of people. I'm, but I'm, I'm really, I know there's a number of you out there that think that because you eat something that isn't on plan or you have a day that you don't track that you're somehow off plan and your plan needs to be much bigger than the food list that somebody gave you. Ooh, that's going to be one. Your plan needs to be bigger than the food list somebody gave you. I need to remember that. You're going to see that on social media soon. Um, how do you like that, Gary? I actually like stopped myself in the entire, like through the podcast and I got my little tidbit. Your eating plan needs to be bigger than the food list somebody gave you. Yes. Okay. So cool. We're going to wrap it up there. Partly because, um, partly because I, I mentioned, uh, Mr. Gary Cantrell and he and I are going to be doing a podcast here in just, just a few minutes. I got about 10 minutes. I got to prepare for that mentally get myself prepared because, you know, we bring fire, thunder, fury, and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, seriously, like you can eat what you want. And if you feel like not tracking or not, or, or eating something that isn't on your plan or, you know, having a complete day where you just eat all the stuff or having a complete week where you eat all the stuff, you haven't failed because your lifestyle is so much bigger, is going on so much longer than any particular eating plan that you're following or any challenge that you're taking part of. Just need to be able to step back, take take a deep breath, and see it for what it is. So hopefully this is helpful. I, I do want to hear from you. Um, let me know where you are with this because this is a major unlock. This is a major thing. When you're able to step back and look at this big picture and realize you're not failing just because you had... You know, and, and even like with what I was telling you about the chocolate chip cookies, if I ate two dozen chocolate chip cookies, I'm not going to do this now because it would make me very, very sick. It doesn't mean that I'm off my plan. It just means that I get back to like what I'm doing. And like, there's, there's, I, you basically just get into the mindset where you're never off your plan. You're just doing your thing and you're going to adjust the foods that you eat and the activities you do as you go along. That's how it is. But I want to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram. I'm at yourlevelfitness. Or you can email me, daryl at yourlevelfitness.com. Thank you as always for listening. And I will talk to you again real soon.